Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you today by Ultras. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Sherry Manor McNamara was appointed President and Chief Executive Officer at the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii in September of 2013, becoming the youngest and the first female President and CEO of the Chamber in the organization's 170-year history, as well as the first Asian to serve as CEO of a state chamber. She previously served as the organization's CEO and Senior Vice President of Government Affairs. She joined the Chamber as Director of Business Advocacy in 2006 and was promoted to Vice President of Business Advocacy and Government Affairs in 2007. Under her leadership, the Chamber was recognised in the 2018 State Chamber of the Year, a national award presented by the Association of Chamber of Commerce Executives. I'm just going to stop there because Sherry Manora McNamara's bio goes on for about four pages and all of them equally impressive. We're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Good. Good to see you, Joe. It's nice to see you as well. Um, it would be fun, actually, to sit and chat about, you know, your what's led you to this, you know, position and where you are and all the great things you've done. But there's a lot more kind of, you know, serious matters that that we're going to be discussing today. And that's why you've taken some time to come and be with us. So thank you for that. Sherry, um, you know, it's no news to anyone that small business and big business has been suffering now for almost two years. Um, In Hawaii, we've spoken to many, many small business owners about how uh, COVID-19 has affected them. And I'm imagining that the new campaign that you're launching, Boost for Business, is in response to that, an ongoing effort to help Hawaii's business. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The past couple of years have been just challenging for many of our local and small businesses. Uh, And this past summer, just when we thought things were getting better, uh, Delta hit, and that, again, had an impact on businesses. Uh, so fast forward to, to today, with Omicron uh, present here in our islands, uh, it's just exacerbated any uh, uh the challenges that businesses have uh, been having. Uh, we've been hearing that Omicron, because it's so contagious, uh, it's having a much faster impact on the workforce shortage issue amongst other challenges. And so we're, you know, for us at the chamber is our role is to advocate for business as well as provide information and resources to our members in the broader business community. And that's why we launched a Boost for Business campaign during Chamber Week, which was the third week of January, uh, just to encourage employers to get their employees boosted as well as others so that they can keep their clients, customers, and employees uh, safe and healthy. Uh, We never took a stance of mandating because Mm -hmm. we believe it's up to the business, but anything we can do to encourage and make it uh, less to make it easier for businesses to go out there uh, and get their employees boosted. And it's a huge challenge right now because initially it seemed that a lot of employees and a lot of employers realized, okay, we have to be vaccinated. There's no doubt about it. And they went out and I think we got to about 80% or so of of employees being vaccinated. This time around with the booster, even though the virus is more contagious, possibly, arguably less uh, dangerous, but more contagious, 
it's really hard to get people to get this booster, isn't it? It is, and we're hearing it's just a COVID fatigue, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's here to stay, uh, and it's more about, okay, how do we live with COVID, and how do we navigate the path forward? So I think for a lot of people, it's just about, okay, done what we've done. Even, and also another thing we've been hearing is that, well, I got vaccinated and boosted, but I'm still getting COVID. So what's what's deal? So that that communicates to others who haven't gotten the booster that, uh, you know, why get the boost booster? Uh, so it's been challenging. But again, you know, FDA has indicated that the booster does help mitigate the impacts of COVID. Um, you know, we've been hearing from businesses that this is unlike any other situation. They were already dealing with a workforce shortage before Omicron hit, and now it's much worse. And it has forced some of the businesses to shut their doors temporarily or cut hours or uh, just uh, reduce menu items because they just can't replace the help uh, during this high turnover time. And I think that's the thing that's so crippling and so mm-hmm. worrying, isn't it, Sherry, is that this time around, whether it's been COVID fatigue, whether it's been the fact that a lot of people don't want to return to work, a lot of people are deciding to have a different kind of lifestyle, whatever the reason, the small businesses cannot cope anymore, whether it's a school teacher, whether it's a restaurant, they just do not have the people. And for the first mm-hmm. time, we're seeing restaurants, especially, I see them up close, they're just closing because they don't have staff. Exactly. You know, a very mm-hmm. notable restaurant that, that everyone's familiar with, a very popular one, went from being able to do 300 covers a night, 300 dinners a night, to doing 100 just because they couldn't staff the restaurant to the level that they wanted. Now, anyone can do that math. You can't stay open if you you know are reduced by a third. So I think that mm-hmm. surely must be, from the Chamber's point of view, it's almost it's almost worse in a way than it was eighteen months two years ago, and just in terms of the fact that people are not returning to work. Yeah, it has made the situation worse, uh, and it's compounded by the supply chain shortage, uh, amongst other challenges. And so, you know, again, just when businesses thought they were going to recover. F- on a path of recovery, now they're being, it's like one step forward and five steps back. And two years later, they still, many of them have not climbed out of the loss of revenue and they're still making up, um, you know, pay off loans or savings um, that they use, et cetera. So, yeah, it's it's a big question mark right now. How do we manage this? Um, Like you said, fortunately, so far, you know, with the booster, it hasn't really gotten um, led to serious or hospitalization Mm -hmm. like Delta did Mm -hmm. and previous to the vaccinations. Uh, But again, it's 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 been a roller coaster ride for many of our businesses. It sure has. And and so this is the perfect time really for Boost for Business to come out. So a big campaign to just really increase the awareness of the fact that, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to get the booster shots. People have to go out and get them. If you want to return to work, if you want your company to continue to fight its way out of this, this is again another thing that you have to. And for we understand it, right? We understand people's sort of reticence to go out and do it. And as you say, COVID fatigue is absolutely real, but it has to be done. Tell us some of the things that the Chamber is doing during this campaign, Sherry, to encourage people to come out and get boosted. 
Yeah, so we make sure that any information or updates such as Department of Health provides or CDC, we communicate to that that to our members. Uh, on our website, too, we have lists of resources as to where they can go to get information. And then working with uh, providers such as Hawaii Pacific Health or Queens Health Systems to determine where the vaccination, the booster booster uh, clinics are, as well as vaccination clinics, where they can get it. Uh, and just our role is more to get the communication out there. Uh, so it's easier for businesses to find out where rather than going to various websites, mm-hmm. various uh, re- uh, uh, contacts and determining where to get that and this. But uh, that's essentially the Boost for Business campaign is to get the word out there and to encourage businesses so that together we can get back on economic recovery uh, faster than um, than slower, obviously. So as with all of the podcasts, if you're listening, if you're in your car or something, or if you have to just stop driving and run out, um, or if you have to run into a meeting, then don't worry, because all of the information about uh, Boost for Business is going to be on the website. There'll be the links there. You can go to the Chamber of Commerce website and uh, find out. And you're right, Sherry, it's a great idea to just have one place you can go to find out instead of looking for where can I get vaccinated? What's the latest? What are the latest numbers and results? So mm-hmm. straight to uh, Chamber of Commerce, Commerce website and you can find all of the details at the end of this podcast. You just mentioned earlier that, of course, it's um, legislative session has begun. You guys were very active, as always, at the opening um, of the legislature. How are things looking this year? What's it been like already in the first few weeks? Well, we're still reviewing the bills. Uh, there's an, there's going to be a couple thousand bills introduced. So we're reviewing each one to determine which one impacts business. But the one that is top of mind for many uh, of the businesses, as well as the legislators, is the minimum wage increase. Yes. Uh, for the chamber, we do support some type of increase, but we want to make sure that uh, small and our small business especially can manage those increases. Uh, right now, the current versions that we've seen, and there was a hearing as well. In fact, there's a hearing right now going on, uh, increase it to $18 by 2026. So we certainly understand the cost of living mm-hmm. challenges right now for um, our families, as well as housing, amongst other issues. Uh, but we just want to make sure, we want to work with the legislature to determine what is that level that will keep our local businesses' doors open, uh, as well as help our working families during this most critical time. Uh, we hope that the legislature will look at the cost of living holistically. So minimum wage is one aspect of it, but there's also affordable housing, there's child care, uh, there's taxes, everything. So looking at it collectively and present it as a package so that it will lower the cost of living for many of us um, who are faced with, uh, in fact, inflation, right? That's a huge issue right now. And And the key, I think, is local business because, you know, a a few years ago when the minimum wage wage was being raised to $15 and people were talking about this $15 kind of benchmark, you know, people were just horrified. They were just like, oh my gosh, that's just so much for us as a small business owner. Um, Obviously, if you're the person working, then that's barely enough, as we know. But the thing is, it's already, we're already seeing like national companies like uh, McDonald's, for example, and Burger King and fast food places advertising Fifteen dollars minimum mm-hmm. plus signing bonus plus benefits. Small local businesses can't compete like that. They cannot offer these things because for every person that they are being 
made to pay more and more and more, there's all the added costs with them as well. So it's um, mm-hmm. you're right, it's just a huge problem. I think sometimes people just see it as only the number of what is the dollar amount of minimum wage, but it's absolutely a massive impact on our economy from both sides. Yeah, From both sides, exactly. Um, again, we understand we need to increase wages and we hope businesses will recognize that and those who can increase it to a level that is a living wage because of the inflation challenges right now uh, and then the cost of housing. Uh, at the same time, as you mentioned, the local and small businesses, you know, in Hawaii, Hawaii is the only state in the nation that provides prepaid health care. Mm-hmm. So any employee that works more than 20 hours, employers have to provide health care. So when you factor that in, that's another 3 to $4 per hour mm-hmm. uh, on top of the minimum wage or whatever the wage is. And it's a wonderful benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely and wonderful. Businesses support that. Yeah. Uh, and the cost is going up, though, right? So that. And then also um, everything else, the mandate such as workers' comp, TDI, unemployment insurance, payroll tax, and obviously we want to provide those um, fringe benefits, but they're also tied to wages. So we're talking about maybe five, six dollars more per hour in addition to the wage. So when you look at that collectively in the the total amount, Mm -hmm. it does add up. And when you think about a small business of 10, if it goes up to $13 or $12, that's additional $74,000 per year. And for some people, with, that's all their profit that they're making. It's $75,000, Yeah. That's it. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's, and so we hope that the legislature will look at other ways to help the small and local businesses, whether it's tax benefits or other types, um, that will offset some of the increased costs that businesses will face. It's a really good example, isn't it, Sherry, of something that doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like the general public see the headlines about minimum wage, but alone, you can't tackle that thing alone. You have to have people who understand the impacts of Mm -hmm. low wages and high housing and high medical costs. Yeah. You have to have someone who understands that to make the whole thing work. So that's one thing. Do you think, are you hearing from your members that in your time at the chamber, this is without doubt the most challenging period they've ever experienced? Yes. Yes. That must be very hard. It is because to a certain extent it's out of our control in terms of COVID and what's happening. Uh then, you know, there's businesses that have just pushed forward and being creative and innovative, adjusting their business plans and their business operations to find a way. And that that's what provides us hope and optimism, right? That businesses are looking and pursuing other ways to do business uh, because they want to, ultimately, they want to ensure that they can keep their doors open as well as provide the jobs to uh, their employees. I mean, that's, we're, we're a small local business community and yes, we're like we family. Are. Yes, we are. And, and I think people realize it in Hawaii that our small businesses are just so important. I mean, I was just spending some time this morning with, um, lots of groups who want to open restaurants. And we were talking about Kaimuki as one of the best examples of how Hawaii can develop and grow wonderful small businesses that people just love and want to support. And whether it's jewelry stores or restaurants or banks, you know, in that neighborhood, 
they're all together and they're all supported. And it, it really shows you a Hawaii that that runs well through community support. Absolutely. And we've seen that. I, I went to a Hawaiian chip company the other day to buy um, some gifts. And over there, you see other products mm-hmm. that uh, that initially would compete with Hawaiian Chip Company, but Jimmy Chan, he is the most generous person ever, mm-hmm. and he understands the need to support one another, especially during this time and co- the community. And so I went there and said, wow, there's all kinds of brands here. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily his. Uh, so and so it's you see that kind of collaboration, yes. those partnerships. Uh, and so that gives us hope, right? Because as we move forward, there's going to be, we're going to need more of that. And that's one of the reasons the chamber is so important. I mean, to sort of circle back, I think that we should never fail to keep reminding people that you are the advocates for small business. You are the advocates for people in Hawaii who don't have the voice or who don't have the time or who don't have the information about Mm -hmm. what's happening in the business world. And that's why you're there, right? That's why people should be a part of the chamber. Yeah, and you know there is this misperception that we're all big business, but we are not. Uh, 80% of our membership are small businesses, and many of them less than 25, even 10 employees for that matter. And so you know, we do represent the smallest of the small as well. Uh, and like you mentioned, they, they're managing, they, place, they serve different roles, whether it's a local restaurant, they can be the front on the front line or back cleaning up or the chef, right? So they don't have time to actually engage in the legislative process. And so that's why it's critical that the chamber continues to advocate for small businesses and ensure that they're heard. Uh, And one way to do that and to make sure that they're heard is through surveys, which recently we just um, released a survey to determine how this minimum wage increase will impact their business, Mm -hmm. how Omicron has impacted their business. And it's startling, uh, they said about 50% said if it goes up to $18 an hour that they will not be able to um, survive or they would be cut positions or cut hours. So there's going to be some kind of impact. At least that's what the survey results showed so far. And then we know that impact isn't just on one job lost. That impact goes from that job lost to the effect that has on that person not earning. So that person's mm-hmm. not spending. So that person has a change of lifestyle. So other businesses are affected. I mean, it's an absolute domino effect every mm-hmm. time small businesses close. Right, exactly. And then the entire supply chain of that small yep. business, right? Especially if you talk about restaurants, you know, distributors, the farmers, the uh, fishermen, and how will that impact them? But um, but we do recognize that there needs to be some increase, and we will uh, we want to work with the legislature, um, but we do hope that they will look at other uh, of the cost drivers, because ultimately we want to make sure that we keep our unemployment role, uh, rate low, as well as um, keep our working families moving forward. It's like we could just talk forever, right? There's just so many things. I mean, this is one bill of a couple of thousand this yeah. year. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I just don't know really where you all find the time to do it. But everyone is so grateful that you do because you do affect change and you do have an impact and you do have the skilled people at the chamber who can go and stand in front of the legislators and just tell the story. And they do listen. I mean, you are a strong voice. You're an important voice. For them to hear. 
Yeah, it's important that we're there. Um, but what is more compelling is when the small business tells their story. In fact, I just uh, uh, had a meeting with a legislator, and that person said, you know, that person's story still resonates with me till today. And this mm-hmm. was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. So legislators remember that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's critical um, to tell their story. And we find a way to make it easy for them, whether... Uh, providing instructions how to submit testimony or connecting them with legislators um, because ultimately it's their voice that are that's the most compelling and that can be the most impactful. Do you want to hear more from your members? I mean, they are busy. They are bogged down with their businesses. But I sometimes feel if we remind them that you're there, if they can come forward and tell their stories, they mm-hmm. are helping themselves and other people. W- w- does it help when you hear more from them when they're more vocal? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because everybody has their unique story and everybody has is impacted in different ways, uh, whether it's minimum wage or uh, you know permitting or tax or whatever the issue is. Uh, it's to be able to tell that story and explain in their own terms how this impacts them. Because again, the chamber can advocate and we will continue to advocate, but it's that connection with the legislator who, let's say, a restaurant in this district will call the legislator in that district. So mm-hmm. they make that connection and the legislator And he probably understand. eats there or she probably right. eats Ex- there. They know these people. Exactly. It, it comes down to making sense of a personal issues and if if restaurants go out of business or s- other small businesses leave it's affecting legislators and their families and yeah it could be their auntie or uncle or mom dad daughter or son that's or cousin that's working at the restaurant and you know it, and ultimately that restaurant needs to cut jobs we don't want that and so yeah telling the story is, is so critical and as i mentioned many of the legislators still remember those stories from way back and it just resonates better. And we are going to keep on telling their stories through the Chamber of Commerce podcast. Maybe yes. we should just make sure that all the legislators are on the Chamber of Commerce emailing lists so that they get a chance when they're driving home in the evening or in the mornings to hear these stories. Because over the time that we've been doing this, I think we have had compelling stories of small business and not the struggles because they don't ever focus on their struggles, but it's on their resilience mm-hmm. and it's on their inventiveness. And it's the stories they tell are about how they manage together as part of our community to keep on surviving. And that's what we want to do, I think, this year is to to keep on being hopeful. As you said in the beginning, we have to have hope. We have to mm-hmm. keep moving forward. And there's always we can do it by working together. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I know it's challenging, but if the chambers can play their role in helping businesses, uh, if neighborhoods can play their role, if legislators can play their role and together and keeping in mind, okay, this is for Hawaii, right? This is for us to move forward and push forward and overcome these challenges. And we've seen it. I mean, we've been in the darkest moments in the past couple of years, um, but we can definitely get out of that and uh it's going to take a lot of adjustment, flexibility, um, but it's positive thinking, no matter what the challenge and insurmountable it appears it to be. It may seem, absolutely. <laughs> um, the boost for business is really a, a reminder from the Chamber of Commerce to go and have 
encourage your employees to get their booster. It's for you to go and get your booster. And it's also a resource for you to find out everything and anything that's happening up to date with the virus and with shots. If you go to the Chamber of Commerce website, you will be able to find out more about Boost for Business. And if you're listening and you're not already a member of the Chamber, then we do encourage you to find out about joining, even if you're the tiniest business. Sherry mentioned earlier that 50% or more of the businesses are very small businesses in Hawaii and you have a voice. Sherry, I would love to just sit here and go into some of the other bills that are going to be happening, some of the exciting things that will be happening next year, but it's a busy day and we you have to get on and have to get back. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us this morning on your podcast. Thank you. Always good we, to see you. <laughs> it's always good to see you too. And do come back you know, soon and, and hopefully next time we chat, it will be about how we've overcome it and how things are opening. And mm-hmm. I do have to end on a really positive note because as things, you know, close and as things slow down, there's so many people just, I mean, I met with so many people this morning just dying to open up new businesses and just mm-hmm. so excited about opening new yeah. restaurants. And, you know, that is our lifeblood. It's just balancing and keeping those things going. But there's a lot of optimism out there, I think, about 2022. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. I mean, you're, you're, you see firsthand, I mean, you work with the restaurant industry and it's amazing how many of them say, you know what, I'm going to take this leap. I'm going to yep. go for it. I know this is going to be hard, but it's that grit, right, that many of our local businesses have and the community and their friends that support them. Yeah. And social media has all, also helped too. Yeah. So we see a lot more businesses using social media to promote their business in a more organic way we really do and it's fun to watch all of them um, coming new and old Sherry Manor McNamara is the president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce she joined us today for our podcast brought to you today by Altruist I'm Jo McGarry we'll see you next time on The Voice of Business the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii